Welcome everyone to the We Love Philly podcast. I'm here today with Trisha Baum, founder of Hand and Heart. How are you, Trisha? I'm good. How are you? And thanks for having me. I'm great. Thank you for asking. We are here at Trisha's storage unit for uh, her organization. Just got done volunteering for her. It was a great time. Can you tell us a little bit about what Hand and Heart is before we let everyone know what you had us doing? Sure. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Um, And what we do is um, go out to the streets to deliver hope and support to those who are homeless and battling substance use disorder. We also include children who are at risk and who are either in foster care or at risk in the community. And we have special projects throughout the year. We partner up with a lot of the police districts and give backpacks and school supplies um, and also Christmas gifts for those children. But the main thing that we do is the the outreach for for the homeless. That's amazing. So, what yeah. what made you get into this? That sounds like such a big so, mission. And it is. Is it? Okay. It is. It's it's a lot of work, but you know what? When you're passionate about something and it comes from your heart, mm. it's an easy thing to do. Yeah. You know? So Beautifully um said. Hmm? Beautifully said. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So uh born and raised in Kensington. Okay. Woop mm-hmm. woop, right? Yeah. Um it's where my family's I don't from. forget where I come from and that's really what it's about, you know. Growing up in the neighborhood, Jean Hilton, you know, I went to Sheridan from Sheridan. I went to Jones from Jones. I went to Stetson from Stetson. I went to Massbaum. Then from Massbaum, I went to Job Corps. So I myself struggled with things, you know, and when you grow up in a community where there's drugs and violence, you know, it happens. It happens to the best people, right? So growing up in the community, having family members, you know, loved ones, friends, battling mental illness too. It's not just about substance use. You know, there's children who are traumatized. You know, things happen. So um, I got used to helping my friends, my family members, helping them in turn. It connected me to my feelings and it helped me. So overcome and recover what I went through as a kid. So not that my parents were bad, but I had, I lost my biological father. He was murdered when I was four in the neighborhood. Um, When I learned that, you know, I was mad at the world and I wanted to know why. That, that's where it all started. So finding that out and then, you know, being teased in grade school because I was always dark skin. So there was a lot of, you know, groups and gangs fighting against each other. So I was teased a lot. I mean, a lot. So it went from just overall, just all that, you know, trauma and just experience of, of growing up in, and we, we had, my parents worked, my mother worked um, third shift and she, you know, did the best she could. And I had a stepfather and he did the best he could. But ultimately things still, you know, arise when you're, when you're a kid, you have no control of that. But I learned that it wasn't my fault. And then again, with me helping people and helping other people, it truly helped me and it helped me heal and it helped me move forward. So I started this organization based off of that. All the years from even back when I was a teenager, I'd volunteer. When I was in the Job Corps, I volunteered with other organizations. When I left there and then I moved from Philadelphia to Jersey, I always came back to Philadelphia, always came back to Kensington. I still have a lot of family there. I volunteer with other organizations. And then it it dawned on me and I'm like, you know what? This is what I wanna do. I wanna do this full time. I wanna do this all the time. So I started Hand and Heart. And here we are. And I'm still doing the same things I did as a teenager. 
I'm, we're still doing it today. Yeah. So it's 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 great. Yeah. What, yeah. What really what really strikes me in there what you just said and I say to my students a lot and you're living proof of it you really identified your pain growing up and Mm -hmm. you turned your pain into your purpose you went from being what some people might call like a victim of those circumstances and then you turn that victimhood around and now you're using it to inspire yourself and inspire the people you come in contact with you inspired me when i when i see when i see what you were doing on facebook and i was like i want to i want to volunteer with her and reach out to her and you turned that pain into your purpose and i feel like that's a really 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 deep message when when you're a teenager especially and you're mad at the world like you said it's the truth because you know you are you're mad at the world and you want to know why and you want answers but i i learned to to accept those things and you can't you can't blame the world so you are your own person and a lot of people think me starting hand and heart was just about like my loved ones or my brother and ultimately yes back a couple years ago when i was going through some things ultimately in general volunteering and helping people will help you you know it's and that's the truth and it truly is so it didn't just start with that. It started as a whole, as me as a child and growing up in the community and experiencing things. And I went through a lot of trauma as a kid, but I didn't let that hold me back. And, and I found that way of giving back to others. And it made my heart so happy. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to do this. And I'm a mother of two. Wow. My youngest son just turned five. My wow. oldest is eight. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and I, it's, it's amazing. But when my youngest starts kindergarten in September, I'm like, I want to do this full time. I will have more time. I'll be able to incorporate more and do more and make, you know, a career out of this. So, and that's what I hope to do eventually. Yeah. I just want to, I want to help so many more people. We do, when we go out a couple times a month over in New Jersey and in Philadelphia and Kensington, we do help a lot of people, yeah. you know. So what does your outreach look like? You said you do so, outreach. What yeah, is we that? do. So um, outreach is we are a group of volunteers. Okay, I have amazing, amazing group of volunteers, very dedicated people with such big, kind hearts. And basically, I lead the way. We pack up. We have our two 10 by 20 units here, and we pack up toiletries, socks, um, hand warmers, emergency blankets, and we have what we call love bags. And they're basically blessing bags. We call them love bags because it's us giving this to you and it's our love to you to let you know that, you know, you are cared about and that you do matter. And each bag has about four or five snacks. It has a juice box, an encouragement note, and then we include a resource brochure for the individual if, you know, if they want that help. And if they don't want that help and they're not ready, we don't judge. You know, you meet people where they are and that's what it's about too. It's about ending stigma because I remember growing up as a kid, you know, you were teased and people looked down on you if you didn't have a parent in your life or if your uncle or your sibling was an alcoholic or had a mental disorder. So that always was in the back of my mind. And you can't do that today. You have to truly meet people where they are and accept them. And when you do that, they they see they see the the belief in themselves. They they wanna they wanna get away from where they are. You know, sometimes it's so easy for people to get caught up in the grips and get used to being out there and it becomes their normal. And they don't wanna change because they're so used to that, it's their normal. But when you deliver that hope and that love, 
it makes them see another side of themselves and that's it's so simple but i i it's another thing we you know try to teach our volunteers and people that and some of our volunteers are like oh my god I, I never felt this way before, yeah, yeah. and it's we want to encourage that, and to also encourage you, ending that stigma. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. when is part of ending the stigma, getting people to these areas, Kensington, yep. to where they hands might see, on, yes, good, hands on experience, yes, yep, getting them out there to experience it truly, not just see it on TV how, or in a movie. How's the reaction from the community in Kensington, from the people that are there? Has it been mostly positive? Um, absolutely. Um, I think all the years I've been doing this, I haven't had one bad experience. You and how know? many years has it been? So, well, with the organization with Hand and Heart, it'll be coming up on two years. Oh, awesome. But in general, obviously, my heart never left there. So yeah. I've been going there, you know, month after month, year after year, just out there volunteering and helping. But people are truly thankful. And they are. And they're human beings. Everybody deserves dignity and respect. It doesn't matter what got you there, why you're there, or why you're still there. You know, it doesn't matter. It's our goal. Again, we have to remind them that they matter. And and you don't pressure people. And that's the thing about me. I will not pressure. I had somebody ask me before and, and not ask me, say to me, well, you're enabling people because if you go out there and give them food and toiletries or socks, they're just going to stay there. Mm. And you know what? They're absolutely wrong. And that is the stigma with it. They're not going to stay there. If you show some compassion and love and empathy and support, they won't. I've seen it for myself. Yeah. I've helped people get yeah. off the street, yeah, yeah, yeah. whether it's in treatment or get them a sober living. And actually, you witnessed. Yeah, we, we um, did it on Sunday. On Sunday, yeah. we got somebody into a sober yeah, living. It was an so amazing feeling. It's, and, and actually, Project Home uh, was there, too. They witnessed it. it. That's what it's about. You know, it's about ending that stigma. And that's another big goal of ours moving forward. We want to talk more about that. And I'd like to actually go to schools and speak to students and teachers and organizations about that, about physically getting your hands out there yeah. and, and helping hands and, and going out there on the front lines. And it doesn't even have to be in Kensington. It could be anywhere where help is needed. Because yeah. it'll ch- truly, if you think that what we're doing is going to keep that individual or that person there and not see them move forward, you're wrong. You know, it may take a little bit of time, but, you know, the majority of people do overcome what they're going through. Everybody has a story to tell. And I say that everybody's unique and has a different story to tell. I had a brother who was out there, okay, for 10 years. And I would visit him also. He was one of those that was out there, you know, on the avenue. Many of other family members too, cousins and stuff, but I never looked down on anybody. You know, I wouldn't want that done to me. So people need to see that. They need to see that, you know, helping somebody truly will make a difference in their life yeah. and also your life. Yeah. It absolutely. touches your heart. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love your idea of getting it into schools and getting this humility. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I share Especially the same with mission. The kids that are, that are going through so much today. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and to teach that humility to people mm-hmm. is is so big. It's so big to put yourself in the shoes of somebody else and yeah. help them and see where they're coming from and see that they're awesome people who are struggling. Absolutely. It's, especially, I love I love how you're saying the whole don't look down, yeah. don't judge, especially in a city working class like Philadelphia is. I feel like majority of the people are 
a medical bill away from yeah. something happening or yeah. or just one event away from you feeling some sort of stress that oh, you yeah. would want to try to escape and then oh yeah and to, it's easy to do that it's easy yeah. to escape from that reality or you know whatever you're going through that day and when you have people in your corner and you know you have people that make you feel like and, and, and remind you that you know you matter and that this it will pass and that's it's needed today so yeah. there's not enough of it out there it's really not no even for you know not just the kids and the teenagers the adults are homeless like just everybody in general everybody should be treated that way everyone yeah so we're going to be doing a lot more uh, once my youngest starts school and both my kids are in full time. We're going to be, I'm going to be focusing on, you know, moving forward with hand and heart and doing a lot more. So, yeah, so what I, do you see for I look it? For. What is your vision, your so, goal for it? One goal, again, and I want to talk about, I want to go around and talk to schools and organizations and businesses about ending that stigma. That's a big part of why we do what we do. Okay. It's stigma is, is, is people judging other people and getting people to volunteer and to experience it themselves you know get that domino effect and that's what i want um also i i would like to open up a little storefront doesn't have to be big where we can serve some coffee maybe hot chocolate in the winter time and have like a little shop opened up for like the women to come in and pick clothes the men come in and pick clothes and sneakers toiletries they can just sit there and hang out some place for them to go safe to, to be able to express themselves and just like, sit there in peace and just enjoy the, the surrounding and the, the environment. I can see it in so, my head already. Yeah, I mean, like that's truly what critique. I want to do. Yeah, coffee, yeah. exactly. So something along those lines. So yeah. I'm brainstorming and I'm really, and I want it to be all about love. Again, hands and heart. You know, we're using our hands. It's coming from the heart. It's passion and something colorful, something really happy that will get through to that person that's having that bad day. Yeah. You know, whether it's a teenager or an adult, you know, they can come in, no questions asked, and, yeah. and, and get what they need. Awesome. So, what, what's, what's, what's the roadblock? What's in your way from making that happen? I know that you so, said your, 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 your children are about to be yes, full-time so, at school. So then what's yes, your next so, biggest roadblock? And, and that's the thing. So, uh, you know, I'm a full-time mother. I help run a flooring business. I'm being a mom again. Kids in school and stuff, it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. But once they go back um, full-time, my youngest, I, I really, if we can maybe get a grant, if we could partner with maybe the city or really work on that end of it, we haven't really done that and you know now's the time we're growing you know we have a good support system we get a lot of in-kind donations but if we can get a grant or some type of help and support to help that or we can open this or even a, even if somebody wants to donate a storefront to us yeah that would be amazing how receptive you know? has the so. city the city been city government how receptive are you know they? what we don't we to we the really problems you're get, trying to solve yeah, we don't get help from the city. Yeah. And I'll be quite honest with you, like I haven't really reached out to them. Okay. We do help some of the police districts in Philadelphia. We do donate. So we really haven't asked for help. We actually give help to, to some of the organizations out there, uh, Philly PD being one of them. Again, because they're helping the kids in the community too. So that's truly what that's about. But we don't, we don't really get any help from government. And... Or the question you're asking, like, do they help us or just in general? Yeah. 
Yeah, just how no, receptive. they haven't. They haven't. Um, no, we haven't really reached out. So I think once if we can, you know, figure out where to apply, what to apply for, what we qualify for. Um, again, we are a five hundred one c three. We're fully legitimate. We do everything by the book. So if we could, you know, maybe even meet somebody that can help us along the way, you know, because I'm still learning too. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's a process. Yeah, it's a definitely. process. So definitely. again, we're moving forward and I, I look, I so look forward to it. Yeah. It's, it's what I want to do. It's what I'm here for. Yeah. You know, this is, this is why I'm here. Yeah, I feel <laughs> so, you. Definitely. Yeah. And you're trusting yeah. the process. Yeah. 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 So what advice do you have for people since you are a legitimate 501c3 and it's a word I hear a lot in the circles of volunteering and helping people. Yeah. What are, for people who aren't familiar or for maybe teenagers listening to this, what is that? How do you get that? What does that even mean? So it's really about leadership is what it is. So if you are a leader, when you're passionate about something, follow that dream. And, and that's why I did it. If, if, you, if you're that leader and you got a dream, you know, go for it. You just have to, and you have to take chances. Nothing is easy at all. I filed, I came up with the name, I filed, I, you know, went on the IRS's website. It actually, it'll give you a whole outline of what you have to do to apply. And every state is different. Follow that. And then you just move forward and go at your own pace. That's one thing that I do. I go at my own pace with this organization. I'm a busy mother, but I, I truly love giving back and helping people. But I go at my own pace, so I'm able to continue to do this because it's at Trisha's pace. So I'm not in competition with anybody awesome. or any other organization. Yeah. And I do see a lot of that today. Yeah. I overlook that because yeah. that's not what this organization's about. And that's why it's okay for me to go at my pace. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's truly what it's about. Yeah. So at the end of the day. Yeah. It's, why it's is there competition about. when there's plenty of people to help? There's, you know what, there, there's some people that are in, you know, certain things for wrong reasons. I don't know why. I yeah. don't know what they are, but it is what it is. But we enjoy, you know, um, working with other organizations also. We actually donate to other organizations. You know, we're more than happy to help organizations do exactly what we do. Yeah. We help them as well. And that's what it's about. So, again, if you have an organization and you're trying to end stigma and you're trying to end judgment, you should be able to work with other organizations exactly. as well. It's the same principle, exactly. right? Yeah. So that's why we do that. So yeah. yeah, it's it's and that's what it's about. Yeah. So. yeah. If the values are love, helping, happiness, yep. helping people yep. who need the help, then yep. yeah, competition isn't really something that should be there. It should be collaboration. Absolutely. Yeah. Collaboration all the way. Wow. Mm -hmm. When people come and volunteer for you, right? What is a typical day for a volunteer? So there's so many different things. Oh boy. Okay. So it depends on what the volunteer signs up for. Okay. So if they sign up for outreach, okay, when we go out to the streets and meet with our friends who are out there, we meet at a central location. A lot of the times people say, oh, is there anything required? No, absolutely not. We provide all the donations. If a volunteer wants to bring something, they can, you know, they don't have to, it's not required. All I tell people is to come with a smile. And with your helping hands, 
I go over some of our basic guidelines and rules and just let everybody know, follow those rules or, you know, obviously it's a part of our mission. So as long as they follow the rules and it's generally about non-judgmental, you know, you can't come out with us and volunteer and judge someone because they want extra food or extra love bags. So you can come out and you can help give out love bags, toiletries, socks, clothes, that kind of stuff. You can come behind the scenes and help, you know, organize storage bins. The clothing has to be sorted by sizes and gender. Toiletry bags need to be made. So we have that organization of the love bag unit. You can make, um, we have also uh, brochures and such that, that need copying and that kind of stuff. Um, a graphics arts or a website person can help. So there's so many different areas that they can volunteer. Awesome. Um, when we have our backpack drive and school supply drive, you can come and help with that. We usually have that at the library. We also have a foster we care event where we make love bags for children in foster care. So we do that as wow. well. And we partner up with like turning points in Philadelphia. Yeah. Robin's Nest over here in New Jersey we're going to be partnering up with. So, that yeah, again, there's so many. It depends on what they want to do. Yeah. So we have community service hours. If you want to, if they're students or college students or high school students and need hours, you know, I could put them to work. I could always find yeah, something. Yeah. You can make love bags. Yeah. <laughs> there's so much to do. So, yeah. Yeah. What kind of messages are in these love bags? I heard you say earlier that you have special messages in there. What do they there's, say? There's really cute um, messages, and we they're little encouragement notes. They can say, there's so much, uh, you matter, you are loved, you are cared about, there's always hope, don't give up on yourself, stuff like that. And those little messages make a difference, yeah. you know, in people's lives. And we even have children who make them. I remember meeting with one of my clients out in Kensington, a few months ago and uh it was around christmas time and she opened up the love bag in front of me and she took the encouragement note out and it was one of the kids made it yeah and she started crying and i'm like what's the matter what's wrong and she's like i haven't seen my kids in a year because i'm on the streets oh wow and that actually connected her to her children and it made her want to call them and it actually made her want to get off the street so I gave her my phone, and I'm like, call them, here. And she took the phone and called them, oh, and actually wow. she got off the streets, yeah. Oh, wow. So it goes to show you that those notes oh, truly, truly can make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. And it does. It really does. It brings, it brings you know, that love, yeah. that connection to their heart, and that's, that's why we do that. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's touching. It make, almost makes me want to cry thinking about it. So <laughs> yeah. it's, yeah. I would love to send some love your way for being that light in a community that needs it the most Uh, like you said being born in kensington i was also born in kensington my parents my mom and my stepfather actually met in kensington so i know what it's like around there and i know that it's one of the places that need the most light in the city and you bring you bringing that love you bringing that light you being that example you being that leader is just something that you can't put a value on that's such an amazing thing that you do when i went out with you and volunteered with you and we helped that guy get off of the street and got him into the sober house it was it was the highlight of my day yeah it was amazing so thank you so much you're welcome thank you so much we truly appreciate it i would like to take a minute to acknowledge you thank everything you. that you're doing thank for, you for taking like we said earlier taking the pain that you felt yep. as a as a young person that that aggression and turning it into something that actually helps the community and that okay. actually is inspiring for so many other people who are feeling like they weren't dealt a fair hand 
So yeah. to go out and change it around and to actually use that as an inspiration. Yeah. That's absolutely oh, thank amazing. Thank you. For, and you know what? It's, it's, you're your own person. And you have to be responsible for yourself and your actions. You know, even even if you had, you didn't have the best of life, you know, growing up. You know, nobody's perfect. And at the end of the day, that's what we have to remember. And that's what we have to teach our kids today. Nobody's perfect, but you are you are in control of, of what happens next. So, yeah. and that's what it's about. I agree. <laughs> we always end the podcast with uh, one question. So the question is, if you could go back in time, and tell the teenage version of yourself three things, what would you tell her and why? Oh, wow. So if I could tell the teenage version of myself three things, oh my God. Okay, one would be trust what your parents are telling you. Oh, wow. Okay, that's number one because that always stuck out. My mom always told me, don't go far. Don't do this. Don't do that. Listen to me. So... I always took matter into my own hands, you know, and I learned the hard way when I did. So I would say that would be the first is trust your parents. They're telling you something for a reason. And you may think they hate you or you may think they don't love you, but in turn they do. And that's why they're telling you this. But you don't see that as a kid because you're a child, you know, you're a teenager. And your mind thinks that way and it works that way and that's normal. So I would say listen to what your parents are telling you. Two would be, again, not to judge people. Although, even though I was teased, before I was teased, I would judge people sometimes. I would I would see a child, you know, a kid in my classroom with like messed up or dirty sneakers on. I'd look at my Hirachis. My mom worked yeah. hard and I always had like the newest Hirachis on. So before I connected with that part of it, I would I would think and be like, wow. You don't have anything, you know, or she don't have anything. So I would, that would be, don't judge people. Do, don't judge. Actually, ask them how they're doing. Ask them how their day is. And then the third thing would be, it's okay to take criticism. Hmm. A lot of the times, okay, when you're a kid, when you're um, thinking back to my past as a teenager, You didn't want to hear certain things, so you got offensive and you put that block up, right? And you didn't want to hear negative things about you, whether your mom or your dad or a friend. But take criticism in a different way. Don't always let it be a negative impact for you. Take it as, okay, thank you. I'm going to learn from that. So turn that into a positive and do something about it. So how do we get in touch with Hand and Heart? Do you have Facebook or social media we website? Do. How do we sign up to volunteer? Yeah, so we do. We have a Facebook page. Um, they can go on and look up Hand and Heart. It's actually with an S. Um, at the time we were registering, and it, Hand and Heart wasn't available. So when people look up on Facebook, they have to include the S. But so, they'll see our logo. So H-A-N-D-N-H-E-A-R-T-S. Yes, okay. yes, Hand and Hearts. And then um, at Empathy and Hope on Twitter. Okay. We have a Twitter page as well. Um, or on our website, handandhearts.org. So handandhearts with an S.org. Um, email, call. We're, we're always open to having new volunteers, new partnerships, new sponsorships, you know, new opportunities. We don't turn anything, anybody away, anything. If, if there's another organization that needs help, if we have it, we'll help. And that's truly what it's about. So um, we're always here. 
24 7 we're we're here we're here to help and um that's what it's about truly yeah. so yeah we welcome anyone who 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 wants to learn more about the organization who wants to help and if you just want to be helping hands you know we're okay with that too awesome. so yeah so is there anything you wish that i would have asked that i may have missed yeah no and just and again i like to remind people that together we could all make a difference and and being not judgmental and, and truly helping people that need it the most beautiful so, yeah thank you so much for your thank time thank you so much day. thanks